Shalom, blessings and love to all of you people out there. Welcome to another awesome episode of Kingdom Corner Podcast. It's your boy Daquan, and I got my little sis on the phone. La Juanita. La Juanita. She up here making it happen, making it happen. So, man, we're super excited about another episode uh, with you guys. Thank you for all your support, for all of you that are listening out there, man. We hope you're getting something from this. Uh, continue to send any feedback that you would have. Uh, of course, donations are always welcome as well to continue to support the podcast. Um, not only that, but we also want to send a shout out to Kingdom Clothes. Um, continue to support Kingdom Clothes on Facebook. You can find her on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, the Huru, Guru, all of those, all of those social platforms that you love and uh, uh, like to get into. So thank you guys for, for all your support. Uh, keep giving the sister shout out. So here it is. We are in this episode, man. We're in October. October is that month where everybody wants to, you know, get into a whole bunch of different things as far as and it relates to Halloween. This is like the whole month is about Halloween. Yeah. Um, but what we want to before we get into that, we want to talk a little bit about is hell real? Is it real? Is hell real? Is it real? <laughs> you know, and, you know, why should we even be concerned about it? So we're we're going to we're going to dive into that. Um, but before we get into any of the other details, we really just want to talk about, first and foremost, what is hell? Right. Yeah. What, what is it? So uh, from a and, and, and I don't want to get too deep into a whole bunch of terms and titles, but there is a word um, that that describes it and it deals with eschatology. Now, typically, for those of you who are studied, um, eschatology has to do with the end times. Um, anything dealing in the book of Revelation, you're going to come up with uh, that word eschatology dealing with the end time. But there's another way. Um, in which we look at this, it, it also encompasses the final state of mm -hmm. individual souls. Ooh. So, you know, so then when we're dealing soul. with that, we're also dealing with the end state of people's souls. So, but again, what is still didn't answer the question, what is hell? Hell uh, is a place. It is a place for those who have not chosen God through Christ Jesus. That is their their final place uh -huh. where God puts them for uh, for judgment of sin, uh, unforgiving, unforgiven sin here on earth. If right. your sin has not been forgiven, if you um, continued in a life of sin, your final judgment would be to. Uh, reside in hell for all eternity. All eternity. Uh, oh man, and 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 I don't know about you, but that that's a scary thought. Uh, yep. You got to read more into what encompasses hell. You know, it talks about uh, weeping and gnashing of teeth. It talks about right. an eternal torment. You know, you're tormenting over and over and over again. It talks right. about worms that just endlessly crawl all over your body. It talks Ugh. about how okay. it's. It's hot, more hot than anything you've ever experienced in your life. If mm. you've ever been burned, if you've ever felt the heat of Hotter the sun that. at 110, 120 plus, it says that, that it is greater than that and it does not end. 
Like you, you're expecting for it to end, but it does not ever end. Hot, burning, worms everywhere. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. And you know, and this is for those. This is for yeah. those of us who believe in that. There's a and there's a thing. This is why we're talking about it because there's a lot of people, unfortunately, to include Christians, who do, and to include Christians who do not believe that hell is real or that hell is for certain people. So, in saying that, we're going to go ahead and segue into our next question. I, I did like a, a quick overview of what hell is. Um, please, if you want to know more about it, there's tons of books. Uh, the, the best book on it is the Bible itself. So um, go study the, go study the word of God um, as it relates to that. It deals with it in the mostly in the New Testament. Uh, Christ talks about it more than he talks about heaven. He talks about hell. So if you want to learn more about that, please visit your, your, your favorite translation of the book and start study some more. But again, going segueing into uh, what we're getting ready to talk about is if hell, if hell is real and this is a place that, you know, people are supposed to go to, but God is an all loving God. Why would a loving God send people to hell? Not for just a time, but forever. I'm going to let's just go ahead and dive into that. Why would God, he's so loving. (laughs) Well, why would he send us to hell forever? I don't get it. So if we think about it, uh-huh. you know, uh, let's even just just uh, think about even in, in, in nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, you do something bad, you know, or you get caught murdering or whatever the, the, the charge is. What happens? There are judges based on your actions. Uh-huh. They're going to look at your rap sheet. Mm hmm. They're going to look at everything about you and what the evidence says Uh based on that crime. They're going to send you a judge will send you to prison or jail. And it can be for the rest of your life. That's your life. So to answer, why would a loving God? We first have to understand that God gives us a choice. He gives us free will. He doesn't make anyone do anything. Mm -hmm. You have the option to submit to his will, accept his son as your personal Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Or you have the option to not accept him and take the chance of being sent to hell where you're going to have to endure all of that. Mm -hmm. And why would God do that? Because he even said in his word, he has given you multiple options. He's been giving you multiple spaces to submit, to ask for his forgiveness. And and, and, and I would say just to interject on that, uh, according to the Bible, it's, uh, you know, in, in the beginning, I mean, men after the fall, obviously, men lived for hundreds of years. Yeah. But it came to a certain point where he says, OK, from now on, men will be allowed to live 120 years. So uh-huh. you have at least 120 years at a minimum, actually at a maximum. But you have you have a good lifespan to where right. you could live a, a century plus and try to get this thing right. So it's not like it was a well, it, according to it, it, pretty much a blip of time we're talking 120 years but when you look at it in the reality of it 120 years is not really no blink of an eye 
No. You know, this is this is you crossing spans of of presidents and wars and riots and Ooh. generations over generations. There is a long standing time for you to make a choice on whether you believe in him or you don't. So, all right, go ahead. I, I didn't want to. I just wanted to interject with that. That this, this is you have chances. You have chance after chance right. for, for to get it right. So, you know, because they used to say you're a God of a second chance, but he's a God of more than a second chance. Yeah. You know, uh, I can recall even myself, you know, just cutting up when I was out there. Mm-hmm. And God has a way of putting you back and lining you up with his word. But it's you that would have that willing spirit to say, you know what? I'm tired of being this way. I'm tired of living like this. I'm tired of doing this and that and submit to his will. Now, yes, you're going to fall, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the fact that you can get back up, ask God for his forgiveness. Um, but anyway, to get back to the question. Like I said, he he gives you the option to serve him or yeah. not. To, that is your choice. And how you spend eternity will be your choice. Yeah. So like he's sending you there. He's giving you the options. He's telling you what to do to make it in. But if you choose not to follow those basic instructions before you leave the earth, mm-hmm. that's on you. It's not mama. It's not grandmama. You know, their prayers helped us. But at the end of the day, there's some point in your life where you have to take accountability for your own actions and for what you do, what you expose yourself to. And God is one. He'll talk to you. He'll whisper in your ear, let you know there will be a conviction in yourself. But sometimes we are just in flesh Mm -hmm. our way in the way that we think it should go. And sometimes we make matters worse. But anyway, yeah, so us enough to give us chance after chance after chance but after a while yeah it's everything has to come to an end and and i think what we also must understand is this god is a god of life he He is is a god of life here i want to point you to uh genesis 1 26 mm-hmm. and 27 where it talks about the creation of man not only is it the creation of man but it says in there that he made us in his image, image. yeah so i'm sorry but if if i were to produce anything in my image let's look at you know for those of you that have your own children uh if you produced anything let's say if you don't have children you have an invention a creation whatever it is and it was produced out of your own image your own vision of what you wanted it to look like do you really right. want to condemn that thing you right. you more than likely don't so you don't. What, and what what this is saying is every person in the eyes of god every person is of inestimable value there's absolutely mm. no price you can put on human life so he right. values every life. Uh, right. It's just, uh, and, and this is two things. So we we can't go to a place where we say um, God should just annihilate everybody that sins, because again, we're talking about him preserving and and valuing life. And going back to what Sis was talking about, he respects human choice. Yeah, he does not infringe upon our choices on how we want to live this life. He created us to be like him. The thing mm-hmm. about it is in this fallen state, we we have to uh, figure out a way to separate ourselves from that which he considers to be good. Now go through, once again, Genesis chapter one, chapter two, you, th- uh, you look at all the things that he created. 
and everything that he created, he says, and it was good. He called it good. He called it good. And where we 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 um mis misrepresent that we're good sometimes is we as humans begin to determine what we feel is good and good. say that, well, I think this is good and I believe that God is wrong. Let's look at somebody who is not necessarily a uh, a Christian, but they're a good person. They have good intentions. Right. They ain't murdered nobody. They ain't out slapping right. their wives. They, they they don't drink. They ain't burning the dog. I mean, just by moral standard, right? They're good. Uh, of, of this world, uh, which, it, I mean, that's a whole other topic. But moral standard of this world, we would say that that person is a good person. He hasn't right. done any wrong to anybody. Why right. would God send him to hell? Here's the thing. His word says specifically that everyone, is going to hear the word and yep. everyone is going to have a choice on whether to actually seek him further or ignore the truth. Mm-hmm. So uh, C.S. Lewis, he is a, 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 a prominent author and a theologian. Um, the late Ravi Zacharias, also a philosopher, theologian. He quoted from C.S. Lewis so many times during his uh, sermons. And um, I like to go to C.S. Lewis when he talks about it um, when it deals with the Bible. And here's what C.S. Lewis says. Uh, from his book called The Problem of Pain, he says, hell is a biblical supported doctrine, has been accepted by Christian the Christian church throughout the centuries. It has been accepted mm. throughout the centuries and in his ass- is, uh, assessment is also reasonable. Now, right yeah. there, you're going to lose a whole bunch of people <laughs> because not everybody yeah. believes. Now, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing about it, though. Heaven is reasonable. Because everybody believes everybody should be able to go to heaven. Not everybody is evil. Everybody thinks that hell, if it is real, it should only be for those who commit extreme evil. But once again, we got to get to the place of understanding that what we consider good and evil is not the same good and evil that God sees. And so uh, I know I'm talking a lot, but check it. Go back to even his own chosen people, the children of Mm -hmm. Israel, right? Ooh. Go back to the, his own chosen people. Here's the thing. He even told his own people, hey, this is what I say is evil. Go back to, I believe it's in Deuteronomy or Leviticus, when he begins to give them the law and Moses starts breaking down everything in the law. He talks about these things that are evil. And he says, listen, I don't know how many times I've read this to my kids. I think we talked about this before. Well, he says, you must purge the evil from among you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying uh, anyone that anyone that murders somebody in the camp, you need to put them out, purge the evil from among you. Anyone who decides to have uh, these type of a rela- uh, sexual relations or immoral sexual immorality, purge the evil from among you. Any woman who decides to have an, an, an adulterous relationship against her husband, purge the evil from like he wasn't just putting people out the camp. God no. was purging folk of his own chosen people. <laughs> oh. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So we, we got to understand that God is a God who does value life, but he is all, he says also, be ye holy for I am holy. What I say right. is good. It should be your moral standard. What I say is right. evil should be your moral standard. But we tend to infringe upon that as as human beings and, and we begin to determine what is good as what is evil. I mean, if you look at let's let's bring it fast forward to today over in uh, I believe it is California. They're they're turning things upside down over there where they're beginning to say that 
a man, so a, 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 a human, human, man mm-hmm. or woman, whether they are, if they are 15 years older than the person that they are with, it is not going to be considered pedophilia. So mm-hmm. if, a, if see. A chi- you see what I'm saying? So if a child, a child who, it, it, so long as they consent, if a child is 12 years old and the man or woman is 27 years old, there's a 15 year mm-hmm. difference. So long as that child consented, it's all well and good. It's not going to be considered pedophilia. We're not going to label that person a, a, uh, a, uh, what you call it? A, there you go. But also have him register. There you go. Sex offender. We're not going to register that person as a sex offender because everybody should have their freedom of choice of who they want to love and have sexual relations with. We Mm -hmm. are now defining what is good and what is evil evil you see what i'm saying so for them pedophilia is all right so long as it's done within these confines come on now so anyway let's i'm not trying to go too far (laughs) but that's what we're dealing with why would a loving god send people to hell it's because of things like this where we begin to define what is good and what is evil and we make that freedom choice to say this is good and those of you who oppose it, you are the ones who are evil. They chose their own way over his way. Mm-hmm. They chose their own standard of morality versus his standard of morality. Right. And and a lot of people just can't deal with that. And they and that you, you got to put yourself. He has to be the one to transcend to be outside of what is moral. If he is to be considered good, if you're going to call him loving, you got to accept what he considers to be loving. Right. Um, so, I mean, and there's there's tons of scriptures that deal with um, hell, hell, excuse me, hell and why people are sent to hell. Um, I'm just going to name off a few. You can definitely check these out for yourself um, and look at them and put these into context as it relates to, to hell. So Matthew chapter five, verse twenty nine through thirty, Matthew ten and twenty eight. Matthew 11 and 23, mm-hmm. Matthew 13, 40 through 41, yeah. Matthew 13, 49 through 50, uh, Matthew 22 and 13. And then you have Mark chapter 9, 43 through 48, yep. Luke 12 and 5, and then Luke 16, 19 through 31. So yep. those are some scriptures where Christ himself is, is revealing and giving an understanding about where you are headed if you are not um, willing to accept the goodness, if you're not willing to accept the righteous way of living in this world that he, the creator, has created. Like, how are you going to tell God, I don't think that this is right, that you're going to do this, but it's his creation. Right. And he's the one that that molded and shaped it the way he wanted it to be. Made you. And made you. But he also made you to be the one to choose him or choose your own way. So how how could God be unloving? If right. he was unloving, he would not have given you a choice. A lot of people beg the question, couldn't God have made? And I'm going to ask you this question. Could God have made a world without hell? An existence without hell? Could he have done that? Mm, he could have. But would it have been beneficial? Nope. And and so I would tell you it's not beneficial because for me it's it's like you take away the consequence when right. there is when there is no consequence or there's no judgment for what he considers to be wrong then you'll just continue on and you're wrong in fact that's why he kicked Adam and Eve 
out of the garden. Mm. He said, we got to put them out. Otherwise, in this fallen state, they'll eat of the tree of life and be in this fallen state forever. Yeah. Y'all got to get out of here because I have now I have to find a way to redeem you, to yeah. put you back in a place where everything is righteous and just and good. Yeah, because we, we was on our way. He's like, look, 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 y'all y'all getting a little too crazy. Let me listen. listen. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, so that that is wild in and of itself. Um, last thing I want to I want to touch on real quick. Matthew chapter 25. Okay, Matthew chapter 25, Christ is going through and he's talking about the separation between uh, Matthew 25, 31 through 43. He's talking about the separation between <clears throat> the sheeps, <clears throat> excuse me, the sheeps and the goats. All right. Yeah. There's a one part where he says he will put the sheeps on his right and it put the goats on his left. And he goes through and he talks about how how they were being judged. And so just to, just to paraphrase, he says in there, he says, um, come you who are blessed by the father. He says, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty. You gave me something to drink. I was a stranger. You invited me in. I needed clothes. You clothed me. I was sick. You looked after me. I was in prison. You came to visit me. And mm -hmm. then, you know, the righteous asked the question, like, when did you see us do? All, when did we do all of these things for you? And his answer to them was, whatever you do for the one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. For me. Yeah. So he is essentially saying when you cared for your fellow man left and right, right. you right. see what I'm saying? You, you didn't c uh, continue to proceed in evil. But that leads back to the same question. How could I be sent to hell when I would I do these things? Right. But you gotta look at what he says. He says you when you accept his son, you see what I'm saying. These people have accepted his way of redemption unto the Father. Mm -hmm. So you could do all of these things, but still be in a fall a fallen state. Yep, you could do all of these things and not be covered under the blood, which saves you from mm -hmm. the 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 penalty of sin, which is eternal death. And, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that and then he talks about the goats on his left. He tells them, depart from me. You cursed ones. You never did any things. These things for me. I know. Thee not. You see what I'm saying? You, you know, you may have clothed me, but you didn't come visit me in prison. No, you may have given me something to eat, but you never gave me nothing to drink. Right. You see what I'm saying? So right. there, there's there's more to that that goes into it. So here's the thing. Rather than being cruel, his intention then and now is to offer us a way out of such a horrible destiny. Mm -hmm. But like you already mentioned, people have to be willing to embrace this opportunity. Yeah. So then, so let's go to our, our final, our final uh, thought is understanding freedom of choice. Ooh. So go ahead, sis, expound a little bit more about that freedom of choice. Cause that is the, that's the pivotal point of all of this as it relates to um, hell. And is it real for us? dealing with freedom yeah. of choice go ahead yeah so with with freedom of choice i mean as i was stating earlier you know god of course created us to serve him but you know what good is it i wouldn't say what good but why make us you know serve him uh -huh. you know to give us a choice right and sometimes and this could be just me my own you know i'm not saying this is scripture but just me it's almost like I, I want 
I want to create a people that would serve me. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know what? Let me also see if I give them free will, will they serve me? Will they survive the temptations of this world? Will they survive the temptations of the enemy? Will they be able to turn away from the evil things of this world mm -hmm. and submit to me and follow my instructions? You know, it's almost like, um, let me see how this plays out. Let me see if you're really going to be the beings that I created you to be. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have that, that, that freedom of choice. And a lot of people, um, are still kind of skating on. They know who God is. Right. That's how they were raised uh -huh. in the church. They know who he is, but then they still have some concerns about, well, I was taught that there's really no hell. Well, how is that? If you look now, there are people literally making movies with hell scenes. Mm -hmm. How is it? They can make the movies with the hell scenes, where does that come from? Somebody had that had to come from somewhere. Right. Right. You know, that understanding had to come from somewhere. It didn't just pop up. Right. Mm -hmm. So we had that choice. Even see, you know, when we were uh, and I'm just diving away from the question a little bit. When we were younger, you know, there was a judgment house that we went to. I remember that and this first time we actually experienced this thing. And me as a child seeing what they, you know, what they're portraying to be hell and heaven. All right. So they, they, they take you through the hell scene and it was like everything that they said in the Bible, they tried to make it realistic. You and know, they, the they fire. Did the job. They did a good job. Yeah. When you walked in that room, it was hot. You couldn't breathe. It was hot. They had the, uh, the demons, you know, kind of not, they couldn't touch you, but they're coming at you like, you're going to be mine. Keep disrespecting your parents. And we were shook. For real. And then the enemy is sitting there like, you're, you know, your soul is mine. You're going to be mine. So seeing that as a child, that put the fear of God back in me. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> and made want to live right. Yeah. Now, every day you are not going to be perfect. You're going to stumble along the way. But having that word knowing what God says and knowing the word for yourself, not because grandmama told you or mama told you, but just saying within yourself and having that mindset, that, that free will and choice to say, you know what? I know there's a lot of doctrines. I know there's a lot of things out there that people are saying is not real about the Bible. One pe person is saying, well, this is not true. That's true. You know, but you know what? I'm just going to take that leap of faith and how I used to say, I'd rather believe in something that's not true and then come to find out it is true than to sit here to believe, to not believe. Right. And it is true and cause myself to go to that, 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 that world of. Right. Disgustingness that I don't want to even be part of. Yeah. And, and it, you know, yeah. And in all of that, it still, it still revolves around your will. You see what I'm saying? Right. Your will to choose him um, or not to. And that's what makes him such a loving God. That's what makes him such a good God. Because to once again, to step outside of that and 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 put a finger on you to say you will do this. Um, right. That's I mean, you know, we're, we're diving into a different part of, of a topic, but as it relates to hell. He is not making making you choose hell. 
Right. You see what I'm saying? That'd be different hey. if he was making you choose hell. Right. He's like, hey, me over here. Here's, you want life? Hey, here I am. <laughs> More abundantly. Right, right. <laughs> choose me. And choose, you know? choose, choose hey. me. Choose me. Right. But I'm not going to force it. And we can't, we right. got to, we've got to remember that he is not the one to do that. So, um, sis, any, any uh, last words to give to the people? Just thanking everybody for tuning in faithfully every week. Remember, check us out at kingdomclothes.com on Instagram oh, yeah. as well as we love you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, And as always, man, we truly, truly appreciate you guys for uh, joining in. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. We really just we're scratching the surface on this topic. I was telling my sister earlier, this is a, this is like a, a three to five day workshop to talk about, mm -hmm. you know, is hell real and all the components that go along with it. But we just wanted to bring out a, a, a somewhat of a, a, a clear understanding and explanation about what this thing is about. And we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you're able to take this to heart yes. and um, be encouraged by it, that you know that the door isn't completely shut on you so long as you are breathing and your eyes are open and you're able to listen and hear. Um, faith right, coming right. by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you've heard this word, we pray that it will, you know, just elaborate and, and spread your heart to come to Christ. Make that choice for yourself, not because we said so, but because you, that's what you want to do. So right. we love you guys. We truly, truly appreciate your support. Um, we thank you for joining us in. Continue to yeah. send any donations that you may have. Check us out on kingdomclothes.com. And uh, we love who you are. Uh, join us again where we talk more about God, family, and other stuff. God bless. Hello, and thank you for listening to Kingdom Corner. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Is Hell Real? Have you ever wondered about hell? Have you ever wondered if God really was going to send his people that he says that he loves to a place that is not a loving place? In this episode, we just wanted to cover a few things uh, through scripture and in our given understanding of what hell is really about and why it was created and for those who may go there. So we hope that you take this information to heart and understand that God loves you regardless of what's going on. And we pray that this information will help you see hell in a different light. Here in Kingdom Corner, we would like to say thank you for listening. We appreciate your support and we hope you join us again next time where we talk about God, family and other stuff. God bless.